0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Grillish. My name is Gage, and I'm here with my co host, Olivia. Hey, everyone. It's me. So it looks like I'm in a dungeon today, unfortunately. If you can see, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, because in LA, it's just been raining for the past two months straight, which is really fun. I feel like I don't live in California right now.
1: Y'all really needed this.
0: <laughs> we did. It was very dry. Um, So it's nice i mean i feel like i'm back in seattle but in terms of for the environment great but like for my mental health not really It's because it's like almost springtime i like can't even like
1: imagine like that's never happened where it's rained this much before i'm sure in a really long time but it's so funny because there's that meme where everyone's like we really needed this rain and i keep feel like i keep making it and everyone keeps making that joke because it just keeps raining (laughs)
0: yeah it's like i thought it was gonna stop but it just like there's a day of some sun and then it just starts raining again and it's just never ending
1: yeah but i mean it's it, it's a mood lighting you know you like you look cool
0: do i yeah Have my i i don't <laughs> i'm a very avid hater of overhead lighting anytime mm-hmm. i get the opportunity Actually, I never turn on the overhead light unless I'm cleaning or I need to see my actual floor. But otherwise, I just have minor like small lamps or other lights on because I just hate hate how it looks. So this is rough for me because my lights are all on because you can't see me if I don't have them on. I don't know if you felt this way too, but it was hard for me to like
1: ever edit vlogs or record vlogs because all the overhead lights just make you look super yellow. And like, it just doesn't look cute. So I feel that.
0: I remember when I used to do YouTube. I would only film if the sun was out, like the sun was my light, and I would stare directly into the sun because I just looked so good in the videos. So now, that's my secret talent is that I can stare into the sun without blinking. That's so I might so go funny. blind when I am like thirty-seven. But I feel okay. like I did that too. I would have like a
1: I oh I remember I had like a uh, like a, a phone holder that you would stick suction cup on the car. And I used to put it on the window and have my phone in front of the window and I would record with the natural sunlight because overhead lights are the demon.
0: They are. They're just so ugly. They just don't fit any vibe at all. I feel
1: you. Yeah, I was just thinking about this while we, when we started the episode, but when you're looking at us recording, because we can see each other's camera. Are you looking at me or are you looking at yourself? I'm looking at myself, sweetie. Yeah. Okay. Same.
0: <laughs> if I get an opportunity to look at myself, I'm going to. I feel like, like it's just easier for me to speak. Like I can focus more if I know what I'm looking like. Cause then I think about, oh, I probably look like an idiot right now. But if I'm looking at myself, I know I'm not.
1: I like I'm I'm so with you on that. And it sucks because we record on Zencaster, which is like the, the website we use. And like we're like in the little corner when you push record. Yeah. Like, I wanted like it to be big <laughs> so bad. So I literally have photo booth up on the computer. Stop. Just like over your face pretty much <laughs> not over your face but like pretty much it's okay it's okay you're beautiful, everyone's a mom. little conceited
0: you know it's okay it's fine i
1: had a co-worker who said that he he was like how do you guys he was like you guys don't hide your camera whenever you're on on zoom calls and everyone was like no like how do you just go on a zoom call and not look at yourself so he
0: just looks at other people That's okay for him.
1: He says he just has to hide it because he doesn't want to see. But I'm like, I literally—I have to see myself. Exactly. Yep. So how are
0: you? How are you? you? That's what I want. That's Uh, the real question. (laughs) The real
1: tea. It's been approximately how long have I been in Florida at this point? Because I feel like I just moved back, but at this point, it's been like a month. We got back. Yeah.
0: I don't even remember. And have there been any updates since then, or is it just kind of the same? I mean,
1: there's like, I, sorry, this is just a side note. I was editing your podcast the other day, and I just realized that I, I say I ming instead of I mean. And it's like a weird thing that I do. I'm not sure yeah, if it's, it's a Florida thing. That. Yeah, you'll notice it. And I always say that. I feel like I say that sentence all the time, but I go, I ming. Mean, and like, it's weird. Okay, that's just a side note that I noticed when editing. I yeah, but th- in terms of like the environment and stuff, and seeing everything like politically in the news, it's hard not to get too caught up in, in what's going on and not super overwhelmed. So it's it's definitely been a struggle being back in that capacity, but I'm just trying to immerse myself into the community and trying to like make sure that I know that I'm not alone like there are people here. We're in this together. Um, so I'm like just trying to get out of there a little more. I got my nails done recently. I found a queer artist so in great. Gainesville that like does nails and does like cool colored nails and uh very, very interesting vibe. And I, I wanted it to match my tattoo. And I think that they did a really good job. And so just being able to find someone like that creatively that I could just sit there for two hours with and just kind of talk. It was, like, really cathartic. So doing things like that, trying to just engage in other people that are like me, making sure that I reassured to myself that, like, I'm safe, you know, I'm not alone in this. And I think that's, like, what you have to do.
0: I agree. I love your nails. They look so cool. I'm they so- fit your tattoos so well, too. I, like, though.
1: So. I got so emotional with Emily, like, yesterday because I was looking at them and I was, like, I've never had my nails done before and I, like, felt like pretty in them I always feel like every time I get them done they're like too long or and like the color doesn't match right if I ever want like a neuter color on me they always make like they don't know how to get the exact color of my fingernails so it's always like too pink and like it's just it never looks good and the vibe is always not what I wanted to look like but finally for the first time I look at them and I'm like these are cool these like feel like me and so I'm. I'm really happy.
0: A good set of nails will really change your entire life, like truly. And I, I never wore nails for the longest time, and then Alice came to visit one time, and she did her nails, and I was like, I want to try them. Ever since then, it's it just really reinvents you as a person. You just feel like an, a completely brand new identity. Yeah,
1: I'm. Uh, I literally am so obsessed and. It, the confidence boost that it gives you just to be and you know I'm very insecure I feel like it's a dysphoric thing seeing my hands being like they're so big but having nails just it like it makes you feel pretty it makes you I don't know it like puts you makes you feel put together a little bit so I'm I'm really happy with them they came out really cool yeah they and you sets. only have
0: to spend seventeen thousand dollars a year to like maintain them that's the only thing <laughs>
1: Yeah, they were a little pricey. I mean, obviously, like, working with an artist, you you want to pay them as much as you can, and the art is deserved, and the, the payment for it is deserved. Um, so I don't care that I spent a ton of money on them. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely... <laughs> beauty is pain, and pain in terms of financial pain, and um, it can take a toll, definitely. So... It'll be definitely a treat every time I do it, but I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, it was a two and a half hour process, just so you know, that's what two and a half hours of work looks like. And they came out cool.
0: You deserve it. Even if it was a little expensive, you truly, like just with everything happening, you deserve some me time, some like self-indulgence. Oh, so absolutely. I'm happy that you did that.
1: I've been stressed and I've been like, I've been talking with you about things going on in my personal life, and I can't share it. Maybe at some point in the future I will, but it's, like, truly, like, honestly, in my opinion, super fucked up and a little transphobic, a lot of transphobic. Um, I want to say more, but right now I can't, but there's, like, certain things in my personal life that, like, I'm so over I like, I'm so over. Yeah. I've been talking to you. I've been venting to you about it.
0: I would, I don't even know what I would do if I was faced with the situation. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say too much, but like, like, what do you do? There's nothing you can do. Yeah. Except be angry. I don't want to like
1: say too much because I don't want it to get back to me because there's a possibility that it could but yeah, there's it, it's an, it's a little infuriating. And it, I know this is so vague. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, but I want everyone to know how, how personally, like, this situation has, like, really impacted me. I've just, like, have been taking a look into myself and really trying to figure out what I need in my life and the type of environment that I want to put myself in. And it makes me really sad. So... It's nothing like, it's none of my personal relationships or anything like that. So it's not like me and Emily are fighting or something, just to be yeah. clear. I don't just to want clear to the call- rumors before they <laughs> <Yeah>. start. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing, no. She's great. Everything's great. But it's just a different aspect of my life. I don't want to say too much. But talking about these aspects of our life, also like school is another thing that's just super overwhelming. So my life, chaotic.
0: Yeah. I've already said multiple times and I don't understand how you function just normally because it's a lot like just working an eight to five nine to five job plus going to school and then we also do the podcast and then obviously you have stuff that you need to do in your free time you just moved across the country you have to decorate your apartment like I don't know how you are still breathing because I would have passed away I I think
1: I probably spend more time complaining than I do actually (laughs) doing anywhere I feel so okay. I'm always like I have this to do. I, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I feel like every ounce of any conversation is just me talking about how stressed I am. When in reality, like I can handle it. Like there's, are there some mornings where I'm like up and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, I look so fucking old. I've been looking at myself lately and I just feel the tired on my face and I look at myself and I'm like, I, I feel like I look tired and I don't know, I'm like sitting there wasting away. And I'm just like, is this literally killing me? <laughs> like what's happening with all this stress? It's just, it's like, a, it's hard to explain, but I'm just feel like I'm, I feel like I'm withering away, but but I'm like, all I do is complain. So I don't want to, I feel like every episode it's me like, oh, <laughs> I'm so stressed. And then you always going like, I don't know how you handle it.
0: Life's hard. It is. You need to go on a vacation. You really do. Oh my God. Come on the cruise with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll come on the cruise. But that's a good segue. You're going on a yeah. cruise, like, really soon. I am.
0: Um, in three weeks. So it's a eight days at sea. So it leaves out of Miami. So we have to fly to Miami. We're flying a day before, and then we're on the cruise for eight days, and then we have to fly back to California. So I'm really excited. We're going to the Eastern Caribbean. So a bunch of islands... And we're going on a cruise line that's adults only. So there's no kids around. No offense to children. I, I like I do like children. However, when I'm on vacation and I want to sit by the pool and have a nice, like, pina colada, I don't want a kid to run past me and, like, <laughs> trip in front of me or scream or cry or pee in the pool next to me. Like, that just doesn't sound relaxing. So that's probably what I'm most excited for is just, like, no kids and then also when we bought our tickets they had like this deal going on so when we bought our room we also got a credit for six hundred dollars worth of drinks on the cruise okay like i will (laughs) pass out after two drinks what are we gonna do with six hundred dollars that's too much i'm gonna die every single day but (laughs) alcohol poisoning i'm on vacation so like it's fine but yeah, I'm really excited. um It's me and Russell, and them are going with my parents, so it'll be super fun. I, we didn't even realize that while we're on the cruise, it's we're gonna have our anniversary, so that will also be like Aww. another. Fun. Actually, I think we get off on our anniversary, but That's still, cute. I guess yeah. we can try and spin it into like an anniversary trip, and maybe tell the staff that, and they'll give us free stuff or like how, free dessert or something.
1: How long is the cruise? Did
0: you say eight days?
1: Oh, that's so good. That's like yeah. a nice like full on vacation.
0: Yeah. And like everything is free besides the drinks, but we have the $600 worth of drinks. And then the food is free unless you go to like a specialty restaurant, which we probably will. But like I can just go to like the 10th floor at three in the morning and grab an ice cream cone.
1: That's, that's what I'm
0: most excited. I can literally <laughs> eat whatever I want to.
1: I love that. Yeah. So and, I'm super excited. Are you good on like boats and like water and stuff? You yeah, don't I, like I don't really get any
0: type of motion sickness whatsoever. So I don't think that'll be an issue for me. And I used to go on cruises all the time as a kid and I never got sick. So That's so fun. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna I'm it's so an, it's leaving out of Florida, so you know me. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm leaving out of Miami. I'm gonna just sneak on. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna see me by the pole one day. Be yeah. like, I'm here. Which is funny.
0: So that's something I'm excited for. I'm like, I have a countdown on my phone that tells me. So I have 19 days. It's right here. Here It tells me every morning. I always text my parents every day. I'm like, 19 days, 17 days. Because I just want to leave. I'm done. I always forget how close your anniversary is to my anniversary. Um, Yeah. And we kind of, you guys are only a, a year or two ahead of us too, I think. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be eight years this year. Uh, ours is six, so
1: period. A whole ass six year old in kindergarten.
0: No, I always think about that, like our relationship is as old as a child. Right. It's so weird. And we That's had our first good. children. Our first child is gonna be three <laughs> this year. I love, our I twins. love calling
1: Nike three. And yeah. Jordan. Sorry, Jordan.
0: But, well, I always like it's just because we got them at different times, so I don't think that they they literally were born at the same time. Like, yeah, they came from literally the same. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna be three. We're so okay. old, and I'm gonna be 29 this year.
1: That's crazy. I got um. I took fig to the vet, and her paperwork said that she was like, I think it was five years old. No, I think when did we get her? 2016. 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, one, two, 3. Yeah, it's in like six months or six years and like something months. And I was like, there's, there's, that doesn't make sense. Like, she is not that old. And it just, it really, like, ugh, I love her so much. But it is crazy how time flies. So I'm sure that you guys are going to have a blast, especially celebrating your anniversary during that time. You'll be filled with love.
0: Yeah, I did. So something Russell said a couple of weeks ago is that, like, it's an adult-only cruise. And I, I feel like, a lot, obviously, a lot of couples will go on it. But there's also – it's supposed to be really popular with swingers. So I'm, I'm, I'm not doing any swinging. So I'm just, like, I don't know. I feel like if we're together, then it's obviously going to be, like, leave me alone. But I don't know. I just don't yeah. want to have the stress of – some weird man coming up to me on my vacation and then we're on a cruise. So like, what if I go to dinner the next night and he's over next to me at the next table, just like vibing after trying to hit on me the night before.
1: Oh, I feel that I'm, I'm thinking you'll be okay. So I live pretty close to the villages in Florida and I don't know if anyone knows what the villages are, but it's just like this really large, like retirement community and like the whole, it's a it's an ongoing joke that they're all swingers. If you live in the villages, like they have like golf carts, and there's a little flag on it, and depending on like the color flag or whatever, it means that you're open for swinging. So like- I heard
0: they're like. Really big into pineapple, like upside down pineapples,
1: it might be that might be the like the, that's the imagery that they use It probably is it's probably something like that, the... so I think you'll be okay because you're younger and they probably won't associate you with that. It's a lot of Miami culture, it's probably gonna be fine, okay. but I think it's the older people that are really gonna be sneaking in each other's bed. My mom is gonna be fighting for her life, oh uh, but yeah, won't <laughs> have to worry. <laughs> That is like, I would absolutely die. There's no universe where that could ever be possible in my life. Like, that's insane. That's why you should come. You still have yeah. three weeks to book your your room. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'll mark down my calendar and I'll, I'll make
0: sure to be on. Bitch, I can't even swim. Could you imagine if the oh, yeah. boat goes down? <laughs> okay, the first
1: to
0: go. I mean, I'm sure yeah. other people can't swim either. You would just have to be first priority into the lifeboat because... That's yeah. literally your lifeline. You can't swim. So And I'm the youngest.
1: If I were on that boat, I'd be the youngest. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because I'm like a kid, but I'm not. But I'd be the youngest. I always
0: I in my brain, I think I'm like twenty two. <laughs> I really do. But you know, sometimes you just have to face the harsh reality that you're not you're not young anymore. I know. I was talking with someone in a plant shop
1: recently that I, I went to. And I was communicating with her and she seemed nice. And I like, I just want to make friends. And so I was just like talking with her, chatting. And I'm like, I'm 26 years old and I live in a college town. I have no idea how old this person is. And it like hit me. And I'm like, that's crazy. Because I can't imagine like being 19 years old or something coming to this college town. I would have thought 26 was like the oldest person. Like, why are you still in Gainesville type thing? Like and so to be able to, I don't know. it Just is a weird thing. Like I don't yeah. see myself as like someone that's twenty six. I literally am. I'm. I'm You're a baby.
0: I'm a baby. I just You're turned twenty
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it just. I'm just able to drink now.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So. But yeah.
1: A cruise sounds like a lot of fun, and that sounds like it'll be a good time.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, um, and. There's something else that I wanted to talk about as well that I actually have been waiting to talk oh, about, yeah. which is kind of like I, we're going to have to have like a more in-depth conversation about it. Yes, so we- everyone, I might get canceled after this. I don't know. I don't really care. Anyways, we we all know how vocal we are about J.K. Rowling and the things that she's done to the trans community and the things that she said. And. I'm sure most of you know that about a month ago, maybe two months ago at this point, a video game came out called Hogwarts Legacy. And there was a huge debate regarding, like, should you play this game? Is it transphobic to purchase this game? Is purchasing this game meaning that you are in support of JK Rowling's transphobic rhetoric? You're supporting her, you're putting money in her pocket, blah, blah, blah. There was a huge thing about it. And I just want to admit to everybody that I did purchase... Actually, Russell got me the game for Valentine's Day. So I didn't spend my own money on it.
1: Period. He did buy me the deluxe version.
0: (laughs) Um, So he did contribute to a transphobic agenda. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I just recently finished the game. Not only did I finish the game, I got 100% on the game, which means that I did all the quests. I collected all the items. I explored every single inch of the map. I've seen everything. I've done everything that you could possibly do in the game. So I feel like I am qualified to speak on my experience as to you know, what the game is. And I first just want to address that I, like, like I said, I've been very vocal about how I disagree with a lot of JK Rowling's ideas and ideology regarding the trans community. So I don't want anyone to think that I do support that. I feel like some people might just automatically assume that because I played the game. But the game itself, the developers, JK Rowling didn't have any like any influence on the game whatsoever. Obviously, it is influenced by Harry Potter, which is something that she created. But she didn't have any help or hand in the development of the game And I guess she is profiting off of it in some way because it is her universe. We are still utilizing what she created. But the game itself is, I feel like, far removed from who she is because the representation is really good. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about how they really appreciated the Black hairstyles in the game um, and the skin colors that are available and the character creation. Playing the game the representation is amazing in terms of the cast. Like there's queer characters, there's characters of all different backgrounds and religions and races. So I feel like in terms of inclusivity and representation, the game did really well. But there's just still a factor of, you know, JK Rowling created Harry Potter. So if you're going to play a Harry Potter game, you're transphobic. And I feel like on TikTok, there, are, there is a small majority of, or a small community of people that will, joke and say like oh I'm gonna play this game because it's gonna piss off trans people and like obviously if that's the reason or your purpose of getting the game then you're transphobic because you're you're purchasing it for that specific reason but I feel like if you just want to play the game you're not hurting anybody you're not actively attacking trans people in any way so I just wanted to clear the air because i can't just keep sitting here and pretending like i'm not playing the game because i actually did and i just wanted to know what your thoughts are and also what other people's thoughts are about the game itself because i know there was a huge debate regarding it
1: i I just can't believe you like you would actually go against this i guess i'll just just leave the
0: podcast you can find a new yeah this this literally
1: the podcast is over i just i can't believe you would do something like that i'll just go (laughs) I just think, so, part, like, genuinely, I, I think it's silly to... I mean, J.K. Rowling literally lives in a mansion. She has all the money in the world. She can say whatever she wants because she's just filled with money. At this point, if she gets canceled, if she doesn't make another dime, she's still set for life. She has, like, the largest, like, book franchise, like, right past the Bible. Like, it's so giant, her whole legacy... No pun intended. Is just she's she's just she's a literal millionaire, and um, is has all the resources in the world. So that's how she can get away with saying whatever. So um, while I do find it frustrating that she is getting profit from this game, at the end of the day, it's like I know how much the Harry Potter world means to a lot of you know a lot of marginalized communities because I'm sure they felt. They they resonated with the story. It was a story of like the underdog, and I think that a lot of people feel connected with it. I love the story. I was a hu- I remember I was Harry Potter for like four years straight in a row during Halloween because I, I had this little like cloak that had like the Gryffindor logo on it, and it was like I funny. was also Harry Potter. Yeah, right. You just you just put a little mark in your forehead and mm. like and just some glasses and exactly. So it, it has a cultural impact that you can't deny that just exists. And um, I, don't, I don't think at the end of the day, like, who cares? It's a video game. Like, you're actively, like, people still eat at Chick-fil-A. I know, like, there's Drag Queens, there's a song about, like, Chick-fil-A. And, like, because it's a joke, like, people, like, obviously, it's, like, it's, it's something that's so beyond your control that things are going to profit um, people that are anti-LGBT, anti-trans the community. And, you know, you can be as ethical as you can be. But at a certain point, like I understand if people are going to play the game, they're going to play the game. Um, But like you you did mention, there's I've seen TikToks and like comments of people being like, I bought this game because I know it's going to offend trans people. I'm like, bitch, you're not offending me. Like, you're just, you're the crazy one. And that's kind of how I have to view people at this point where I'm like, there's crazies. And then there are just people that just want to have fun, play a game that they like off of a universe that they already know and love and is so like, It means so much to them. So you know, as hard as it is to separate the art from the artist, I think in this case, in Eric, my whole it's it's a game. Like I don't care, and so I don't know. That's kind of like my consensus around the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I feel like just in general, we as a community, we we are very protective and we're very vocal about things that. Are either offensive or in any way hurt the community but at the same time i think there are certain situations where we do go up in arms a little too aggressively for things that aren't necessarily affecting us as much as we think they are like what exactly is allowing people to play a video game in the comfort of their home at their own time doing to hurt the trans community. Like, yes, it does ultimately in some way profit or give profits to JK Rowling, but I don't think playing the video game is like harming me or you or anyone else in any way. Like, who really cares if someone wants to play a video game? That's what my specific stance is on it. I know there's intricacies and nuances in terms of how you know, someone transphobic relates to the game and its creation. But at the same time, like, there are so many issues going on right now, especially right now, that are causing real harm to people, like real harm and affecting livelihoods of people. So I, I just think a simple video game is not really at the top of the list in terms of what we need to abolish or what we need to really fight against just because... It's it's in the grand scheme of things, it's not really affecting anyone. It's just a game, truly. And I can see
1: the like, I, I can see where the creators of the game tried to be inclusive. They included a trans character, um, and I know that it, it was supposed to be some sort of represent. I think it's just silly. Like, I don't know. How do you feel about the trans character in the game? Did you feel like it represented like? Like, like, did you feel like it kind of helped with, I guess, the the whole J.K. Rowling thing? I don't know. I haven't played the games. I don't, game, so I don't know if they put it in.
0: I don't know if they put her in there specifically to be like, "Hey, guys, we're inclusive." But I mean, I didn't really care. She's not a major character. Her purpose in the game isn't solely revolving around her trans identity. She vaguely mentions it like one time, and then you never talk about it again. So I feel like. If they were obviously like, oh, I'm trans and blah, 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 like her entire identity revolved around that, it would be a little bit different, but she's literally just another character in the game. There's literally goblins running around, like a tranny isn't really going to face me at that point. Like she's, <laughs> she's so insignificant, which is a good thing. I feel like it's not, it's nice to see trans characters exist and not be, you know, just like a a point of reference for the community and just like a piece of representation. She just exists in the world and happens to be trans. And I didn't really think much about it, but I know a lot of people were complaining about her, her name because her name is Serona. And I feel like Serona is like, okay, that's, that could be a name in in the Harry Potter universe, but it's like S-I-R, like Sir, Serona, like they,
1: they really kind needed to like, pack
0: it in there. They yeah. had to like,
1: like, oh, like
0: you need to know. <laughs> and people were also talking about how like her voice is clockable to them, and they were like, "Girl, you can do magic. Like, why do you still sound like that?" that <laughs> just, but like, who cares? Like, I lit- like I said, there's literally goblins walking around in the bar. What's a training gonna do?
1: <laughs> literally. And I want, I want people to like, when they listen to this podcast, we're not, we're not the beacons of, of, you know, of we're like normal people and we function like normal people. And, you know, maybe there are times where we do things that aren't deemed like ethical to like other people. And, you know, there could be a lot of like infighting with certain groups of people not thinking it's great to play this game. And then other groups being like you, you should play there. Like, it's, it's fine to play the game. Um, I'm just trying to exist in a realm where like, I, I understand both sides and I hate that. Like, I don't want to be like the, that kind of person to be like, I understand both sides, but, and in this situation I, I genuinely do. But at the end of the day, I, I personally don't think a game is going to affect anything in the long run. I know a lot of people behind the game are, you know, they're just fans of the universe. And a lot of people building this universe out, they're so supportive of the community. They they aren't the views. It's kind of beyond JK Rowling at this point. Um, You know, there's like a lot of, even like all the actors for the Harry Potter universe came to support trans people. Um, And they were obviously, you you can't not connect like someone like Emma Watson or Daniel Radcliffe to their series, but they're super outspoken about LGBT rights, trans rights. So I think I think that people, if they want to play the game, then they should play the game. Sometimes I do find myself, though, and I'm just, its I'm, I'm flawed as a person and I'm aware. I'm human. I don't want to say I'm flawed, but I'm, I'm human. So, you know, my, my, my emotions may not be based around a full, like, I'm not going to be consistent every time. I know I'm going to contradict myself with maybe things that I say on the podcast and stuff because I, I'm human and I think we all are. Um, but sometimes I'll see, like, cis people playing the game on, like, my my TikTok timeline. And I'm like, ew. And I'll, like, go and I'll scroll past or, like, I'll see people do the, like, the TikTok challenge or not challenge, but the filter where they put their, like, that see what house their animal is under. And I'm like, ill, And I, like, just keep scrolling past it. But if a trans person does it, it's, like, ironic and funny and, like, cool to me. So then I'm, like, so for it. It's almost like, it's, like, reclaiming, like, this thing. And I don't know. I know it all comes down to money and profit. And I could, it's hard because, like, I want to see both sides and I understand it. But, like, I, I just, I understand, like, that the series, the universe means a lot to people. So I don't have any, like, qualms with anyone playing it.
0: Yeah. I feel like we both, we're very similar in a sense that we can understand both sides. But something that I, don't like about the community and the direction that it's going in is that we don't look at both sides ever. Like it's, it's always one side that's the right way. The other way is the wrong way. And that means you're transphobic if you're not following this way. And I, we were talking kind of a little bit, we've all been transitioning for seven to eight years. And I feel like at the very beginning of your transition, that's when you are the most Vocal, not necessarily the most vocal, but you're more the most into like being an advocate for the community because this is your new identity. You want to find your place, you want to figure out who you are as a person. And I feel like we both went through that phase. We both started our YouTube channels literally right when we started our transitions. We both, you know, made videos about topics and issues and educated people on what it means to be trans seven to eight years ago. And I feel like as you kind of grow older into yourself and your identity isn't necessarily the most important part of your life anymore, like you actually have a job, you have a solid group of friends, you do things, you're not constantly thinking about your transition. That's when your perspective kind of changes a little, at least it did for me, because I can still see the issues and, you know, the the concerns that people bring up and what they think is transphobic and what they don't think is transphobic. I can see that. But in the grand scheme of things, especially with, like I said, what's going on right now, I don't think playing a video game or choosing to watch a Harry Potter film is in any way on an equal playing field than people in the government saying that trans people need to be eradicated. I feel like there there's a different, sense of urgency between these two things. And I feel like we are not constantly hung up on all the minor things that are happening, but we are so quick to just jump and be so vocal and aggressive on these smaller topics. But the larger topics that are going on aren't really talked about as much as they should. Like another topic we can get into is this drama with Lil Nas X in the past week, like that blew up on Twitter and Instagram, but there are so many anti-trans legislatures that are being passed or trying to be passed in the country that literally no one's talking about. So we're complaining about a joke that a rapper made, but not listening to what's happening politically and the actual consequences that it has for trans people. So I just feel like, like while it's good to be passionate and it's good to want to stand up for your community, you have to kind of put things into perspective and think about what's actually affecting us and what's important to call out and actually be mad about, because some things don't, you don't, they don't deserve our anger or our time to really be concerned about in my own opinion.
1: I, yeah, I, I think that a lot of times there's a lot of trivial inconveniences that directly, you know, impact us, directly make us feel bad when people say something transphobic or like they do something that maybe isn't the most like, I don't know, supportive of the community. So, I mean, you can take something like Little Little Nas X situation where he tweeted a picture of his face uh, or not his face, but so whenever he tweeted a picture of some woman that looked like him and he said just what did he say just got my surgery
0: or something he said the surgery was successful
1: yeah so you can see something like that and then directly feel a nick from it directly feel like upset about it because maybe to you it it kind of it plays with something that's so real to you and i think to to me it feels like you know we're kind of we're we're getting caught up in those like little icks and we're not realizing that there's like a root problem to all of that. There's a root problem to those small minor transphobic things that we're experiencing, and that root problem is like legislation, things that um things that like actually go into how society rolls, how society moves. Really big political figures doing really crazy things, saying really crazy awful things about the trans community like directly harming them there is this like huge root cause that i think needs addressing and through that is when change happens and a lot of those instances that maybe impact like the lgbt community gets less and less a lot of those icks you start seeing go away when this root cause kind of disappears and that's kind of like what i hope for at least and that's why whenever I go to school. I mean, we talked about it earlier. I go to school, I work, I do this podcast, I'm so fucking busy that I just don't care what little Nos X is tweeting. What I care about is if I go out in public, am I am I able to pee and not get arrested for peeing? Like that's the things that I'm caught up that about. That's the things that like scare me, really make me feel so just like frightened of the universe um, and the world that we live in today so uh yeah so going back to the news little nas x tweeted a photo and said the surgery was a success and it was someone that like a woman that looked like him and do you want to specify more of like what kind of yeah so
0: it was a a girl that looks similar to him like she could pass as his sister and he made a joke i literally liked the post on instagram Like, I thought it was funny. So he posted, he was like, surgery was a success. And on Twitter, he was getting some backlash. People were claiming that, you know, he was poking fun at trans people and making them the butt of the joke and talking about how, like, surgery is all trans people. That's all our lives revolve around. And I guess he was more so getting backlash for the way that he was responding because he did say like y'all can't be fucking serious like when he was talking about when when people were calling him out for being transphobic and he originally or initially had to like apologize he says apologies to the trans community i definitely could have handled that situation better um instead of considering why it was not cool much love to you guys i'm sorry and a lot of people were like okay well that's not an apology because you were giving people attitude he told someone, he was like, eat my ass when someone was like, why are you making trans people the butt of the joke? And I just, I agree with everything you said. I feel like as a whole, I don't want anyone to think that they don't have a right to be offended by something. If it offends you, then that's completely on you. I think it's a very fragile and scary time to be a trans person. That's just the reality of things. So I get it. Like, We can all be hypersensitive about certain things. We can be offended about certain things because it feels constantly like people are trying to attack us. But I think a big thing that some people may not realize is that we don't all share one brain. Like, even though we're all trans, we all have different experiences. We all have different viewpoints. We all have different political views. We we don't all think the same. So even if you feel a certain way about something and you get up in arms about it and you're trying to rally the troops against this transphobic thing that happened to you that you think is super offensive, not everyone might no one not not the entire community is going to agree with you like there's going to be people that like us that in this particular situation think that this is not something that we should be really concerned about and I think that's where the issue in the community lies it's that, we automatically assume that the trans people that are on a different wavelength or don't agree with what we think in that given moment are transphobic and that is just dividing the community when we need to be unifying ourselves so again i i don't want anyone to think that you know if this does offend you then that's perfectly fine but just because another trans person doesn't think the same or doesn't feel the same way that you feel doesn't mean that they're transphobic.
1: I think that it's, it's hard to see a situation. Uh, the trans community is going through a crazy time at the moment. They are a marginalized identity. We are a marginalized identity. And it's hard not to see something that like I said, gives you an ick and not have this reaction to just immediately be upset when, you know, in actuality, these like small icks lead up to a big, a big root problem and like I was saying before. And so I think that we need to address those problems that really deeply affect us as a community in order to be able to like laugh at these jokes, know that there's no harm behind them at a certain point, I would love for us to just like, you know, be able to just laugh with each other and know that we as a community are in jeopardy. We aren't being targeted. We aren't being harassed. And I know that to a lot of people, those types of jokes can really impact them because they're scared. You know, I'm scared. And so I can understand why seeing, you know, posts like that could make you upset. Um, And I can definitely understand when someone gets super defensive and gets really mad and starts saying, you know, like really mean things to trans people just trying to say that they're uncomfortable with it. I can definitely understand why that would make you even more upset, more mad, more like just disappointed. So in terms of like the way he responded, I don't really like super like, I just, I get like a really like, oh, I hate it. But overall like I thought the first post was funny and this conversation happened before when the TikTok trend came about with like a this is my voice 10, 10 months on tea but, and it kind of became a thing like this is my voice 10 it stemmed out of like a trans sort of j- a trans joke but to me this kind of felt the same where like this didn't have any like malintent if anything it's funny it normalizes the trans experience from someone a part of the lgbt community the largest like like um gay pop star that's like out there it's like it's crazy and for him to just say something like that it like it's funny to me it like normalizes us and like makes us a part of the conversation of of you know if that makes sense but that's kind of how i feel
0: I don't know if it's just me, but my sense of humor is very like morbid. I laugh at things that I probably shouldn't laugh at. And I feel like I would love for us as a community to get to a point where comedians can make jokes regarding trans people. Obviously, there's a way you can tell if there's malintent behind a joke or if they're just saying something that's funny to try and normalize or educate people about the trans experience that we actually go through that just happens to be funny. And I think that does happen sometimes and people still get offended by it, which is perfectly fine. But I would love to be in a place where we can actually just laugh at each other sometimes. Like it's okay for us to make jokes and to be the butt of the joke sometimes because sometimes we are annoying. Sometimes we do things that are stupid, like just like every single other group out there and that's okay. But I just feel like sometimes we have a a difficult time differentiating between what has really bad intentions and what is just trying to be lighthearted and funny. And that's where the disconnect is because, yeah, I mean, we can't really fight everything that happens. And I think it's for me, at least, at least where I am in my transition, there's just certain things that I roll my eyes at because I don't really think it's offensive. And I think there's more important things to worry about. But again, that's just me. That doesn't mean everyone has to think that way.
1: Yeah. I think that there's, um, there's a, there's a, there's just, sorry, I'm trying to like get my thoughts together because I, I want to make sure that, you know, people know that we don't mean any harm and we not- I
0: feel like we have to constantly say like, for me, or like, I know some people might not feel the same way. And I feel like that is part of the issue. It's like, we- we're just trying to state our actual opinion about a specific topic. And we feel like we constantly have to reinforce that we're not trying to be offensive to anyone, but like, that's how we feel. So I feel like anyone should be able to say how they feel without having to preface their thought 87 times to prevent people from thinking that they're transphobic just for literally stating their own opinion.
1: And, you know, and I can see why people I feel like we, you know we've been transitioning for a long time. We've had a lot of privileges within our transition. I know there's a lot of people that are coming after us, a lot of younger trans people unable to have like the same sort of resources we have. For us maybe they could see like the way that we speak in a sort of an area of privilege. And and that's this is where I'm trying to like balance this this notion of like I don't want I, I'm not trying to Say things in an intent that's gonna hurt somebody else, and neither of us want that. Neither of us want other people to be upset. I love my community, and I know you love the community, and I think it's it's perfectly fine to just have like these disagreements on these things because I know together at like the the root cause of all this stuff, we we come together. We obviously want to exist with no no stigmas, no prejudices towards towards us. You know, we've both been discriminated against. We both have had a lot of people target us. We both like have had a lot of experiences with transphobia. We we know how how awful, how diseased these people think. And um and I think we all share that in common, that need for us to want to be accepted, to be one, to want to be loved in this world. And so I I and I know that. And so we always have conversations about like certain topics that might be controversial. One way or the other, you know, like whether you know we're super like I don't, I don't know how to explain this, but we always have the conversation of like, oh, if we say this, like, are people going to be ups- upset with us? Um, and and yeah, it's a weird it's a weird way to function, but I try not to think too hard about it because, like I said, um, at the root of who we are as people. I know that all we do is care about our community. All we want is to fight for our community. That's why we have this podcast. We're just two normal people trying to exist in a world and create representation for our community. And so we just want to keep, you know, spreading love and spreading um, as much support for us as we can and push to be a more inclusive future. So you know, sometimes things things happen that like aren't the coolest or we might not, like, be super big fans of, but I'm not going to let it, like, keep me up at night when there's other big problems that, like, really have been stressing me out. So,
0: yeah. I think you brought up a good point about privilege, because, like you said, the time that we live in now, you would think would be easier to obtain hormones, but it's actually the opposite. I feel like people – Trans people nowadays have to go through so many more hurdles in order to get access to care. And some states they can't even get it. So I understand that. I think it's kind of weird to think that we're going backwards in a sense. But at the end of the day, we were in that we were in those shoes all of those years ago. It's not to say like just because of where we are now, that means we haven't gone through anything. I feel like we could both fill up an entire mansion. Of hate comments that we've received over the last eight years. Like we have been attacked multiple times. I'm sure you've gotten super offensive offended or like super self-conscious about certain things that people have said about your appearance, about your voice, about the way that you live your life. Like putting your transition publicly on the internet is very brave, I guess is a word to say. Like we are trying to help, but at the same time, you open up your life to criticism by people all over the world. And I feel like we have received criticism by people all over the world, people telling us to kill ourselves or that we're mentally unstable or that no one's going to love us or that we will never be women or whatever the case may be. So I think that was a good thing to like bring up privilege. I guess I do live in a space and I am in a place in my transition where I can just live my life without the fear of being the victim of a transphobic crime like in a public place if nobody knows who I am. But I think it's also important to just kind of think about the community as a whole and where we've come from and where we're going. Because I feel like, yeah, this generation is very vocal about things, especially the younger trans people that are in their teens and still growing into their identity. But like, we're we're all we've all been through things at different stages of our transition and it's like you can't discredit someone's identity or where they are just because of you know the difference in where we are like you might be on hormones for 3 months and we're on hormones for almost 10 years so that's obviously a different journey but it's still a journey nonetheless
1: i just think that trans people should be paid the same as their counterpart equally and that's what i'm gonna say right now in the 52 minute mark within the episode you know what is I agree. that there's a lot of discrimination that happens and that a lot of trans people go through and um those are like the biggest issues that can you know make those little changes that kind of spread in this web i don't know i hope All this makes sense. I agree.
0: I think in the grand scheme of things, playing a game and Lil Nas X making a joke about transitioning is so minute when you think about all the trans people in this country that are not being paid the proper wage for all of the work that they do. And some trans people can't even get a job. They won't even get hired. So it's just a prioritization of different things that I think is what we're trying. Again, it's not like to say these issues don't matter. It's just like, we're living in a scary time and we need to dive, like really dive deep into the issues that are truly affecting people and their ability to live.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that people shouldn't have to worry about being vocally trans and engaging as much as they can in the trans community at their occupation and doing everything they can to express how important diversity and inclusion is at their company, and doing all that they can get perfect reviews and still get paid less than their counterparts. I just think that that's not cool. So I, and that's, I mean, I'm not saying that from personal experience. I'm just saying that, in general, that no trans person should have to experience that. I agree.
0: (laughs) I think that was really well said. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Thanks. I just, you know, just a random thought. Anyways, I want to kind of switch gears now because we kind of were talking about this for a while. And I think that while it's important to, you know, address like these silly issues that come up, I feel like our name, you know, trans identities come up and like the, sometimes the weirdest stories when I'm like seeing that like Kentucky is like passing like a crazy, crazy legislative shit that like is banning drag performances in like this weird way. Like, they're, the way that a lot of these states are, like, banning drag performances is so, like, not specific. So it could include trans people in the way that they're describing, like, people dressing up and there are, like, an, an opposite sex in a performance or something like that. It could, like, if I was, like, doing an open mic night in Kentucky, could I be arrested? Like, that's weird. Like, that doesn't, I don't know. There's There's, like, really weird... I don't know, issues kind of going on like that and a lot of things happening. So I think those are the new stories that we should probably be focusing on. But in hopes to make things a little more funny, I want to dunk on um, someone that recently left a comment on a YouTube video of us. And we haven't done a dramatic reading in a very long time. And I think that this would be a great way to, to kind of get back into it. I just read this column yesterday, and it was so funny. I just,
0: I don't understand. I truly, there's no point, there's never a point that they're trying to make. It just goes, first of all, what we're saying goes right past them. And then also, like, what are you trying to prove to me, other than just speaking and putting, pressing enter and letting me read it? Like, there's no substance to anything that they say, but it's very funny, and I think it would be perfect for a dramatic reading because right. I, I don't even really get it to be honest. Like, what's the I
1: point? Just, I want, I want your thoughts on it. I have so many feelings about it, but would you do you want to do the reading? I know you're the dramatic reading person.
0: Are sure, you know? I can. So, this so. was from YouTube. Um, I believe it was from a short that we, oh, I was talking about that trans or the conservative dating app, right? Is that where this yeah, is? Yeah, the from? right stuff. I think that the was right the name stuff. of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this person left a comment, Paul Bergen, Paul Bergen. And he says, I have nothing against pronouns. Pro is all capitalized table that's a noun chair that's a noun lamp that's a noun conservatives don't gaslight society over issues but there you are pointing fingers at something that offends you something as trivial as a dating site so when i is he trying to prove that we that pronouns did not exist until trans people decided to like come out and live that way? Like, what is the point of this? This
1: this man has never heard of a pronoun before, and it's it's. I was I almost started laughing when I read this. Like, he really believes that trans people created pronouns, and I'm like, sorry, sir, but I don't know how to ex- how to explain this to you. But um, I I just don't huh? get it.
0: Like, I know that table is a noun. Like, I'm aware. I went to kindergarten. Like, you don't have to tell me. Like, what, what is the purpose of that? I'm trying to remember what exactly I said. I probably should have watched the short to see if maybe I could pinpoint, like, what are you trying to reference? Maybe it was a... I think they don't allow pronouns. It's, like, only male or female, and that might have been what he was referring to. But I don't know. And then, like, something as trivial as a dating website. Okay, well, it's a dating website that literally excludes so many different groups of people. Like, you think... In 2023, it's okay to just say, oh, I'm not attracted to Black people. We we can't let Black people use our app. We can't let Asian people use our app. We can't let trans people use the app. Like, that's okay to you to just only have white people with conservative viewpoints. Like, honestly, it might be better if they all just stay there together. But, like, the fact that he doesn't think that's an issue is what's alarming to me as well. Like, you don't know proper grammar, and you're also psycho, so...
1: I just I don't understand how you could like see that the short that we made which was a very funny short I'm very proud of the editing it's a little ridiculous and I had a little too much fun creating it so I look back at it and I'm like oh my god why did I do this but it was funny and um but I just think it's like he really thinks he really thinks he did something with with what he said he's like I have nothing against Pro-nouns. Like, you've never heard of a pronoun before. That's wild. Pronouns did not come from trans people. <laughs> like, they've just been within grammar for so long. How have you never heard of a pronoun before? I'm just like, and the fact that, like, his comment is filled with pronouns and he just doesn't know because he's never been in a fucking grammar class before. Like, this is the brain rot of these people that exist. And it's, like, all of them and i like don't want to generalize because like conservatives come in all shapes and sizes all disgusting <laughs> but like they're all like literally like this and it makes me sad because i'm like you you call us mentally ill disease and all this stuff But you're responding to something so silly, like a stupid video we made with something that offended you so much that like you're still wrong in the end of it. Like you're like more than wrong. Like You go out of your way to just be wrong. And like that is what's so fucking funny to me. It's like these people are just like literally how do you function in like real life?
0: And like the purpose of dramatic readings is to shed light on how nonsensical these things that people say are like, there's no way that you could watch this video and truly think that I am just so upset and peeved that this is happening. Like I'm in tears. I need to fight this. Like there's no way that you can get that impression off of this video. It's very clearly made as a joke and to be sarcastic. There's literally, I think you put a cowboy hat on me at some point. Like it's not serious. It's really not. And like, who are you? He's the one that's truly mad. Like he's saying, oh, I'm upset about it. Like clearly you're mad at me for giving my own opinion about a dating app that probably neither of us are ever going to use. I'm thriving. I forgot that conversation even happened, but you're just so strung up on the fact that I'm talking about this dating app for conservatives and trying to educate me on the use of pronouns, which I already fucking know how to use a pronoun. Like, what are you what's the purpose?
1: I'm trying to remember like when we posted it because I want to see how old this video is because like you, I haven't learned I haven't thought about it since we posted it. So
0: let me see. How long do you have to be scrolling to get to that? That's what I'm saying. Get a lie, truly.
1: Period. Uh, I want to just know when we posted it. Description. August twenty fourth, <laughs> sweetheart. Literally, August twenty fourth. That was almost a year ago at this point. Like literally, it was like over six months ago. I have I forgot that app even existed. Whenever I saw the comment pop up, because I, I just check the YouTube Studio app as much as I, as I can. I'll just go through all the comments, respond, and if I want to respond. And then sometimes I just see, like, random comments from a video, like, so long ago, as if I have, I have I have a care in the world about this conversation anymore. And they're just so hung up on it. And, like, this story was, like, 20 years old. I think the app is shut down because I think they couldn't get enough, like, uh, was it? They couldn't get enough women to join or something.
0: I mean, Stop. Know, it was, like, all just men.
1: I think so. They're right. Stuff that makes sense. App. I feel like I just heard a story about it recently, but like it's it's just so silly (laughs) and so silly. This is so dumb. But I thought that was a funny little thing that happened, and I wanted to read it because
0: it's just. Our comments are like I don't, I don't know.
1: They're just fighting themselves. Like that's what it is. They're just like arguing with like no one. They're just like literally. They just want to be heard. Did you see that comment we got on Instagram that was like, I have so much to say about it, but like, I don't have time right now. So, somebody respond later so I can read this and respond later.
0: No. And I'm like, people Wait, like- I remember yeah. the one that we just talked about. Like, we were talking about like drag shows or something, and someone was like, Every single person, every trans person I know is against drag shows. So, this video is very disingenuous. Like, can we do a poll? Like let's do a poll on after this episode, how many trans people listening to this hate drag shows? Because I, I sh- just want to know if that's the majority.
1: I'm going to put a poll in the Spotify thing. So answer yeah. if you're if you're trans, I need you to like genuinely answer it. I'll make a third option for like I'm not trans, whatever. But I but yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I want to know, but this person said, "I have a lot to say, but not enough time to say it." If anyone cares replies so I don't forget. I want to reply saying, like, wait, what we're... was
0: this on? Like,
1: this was what? on the the video of me, the reel of me on Instagram. One of the comments, this one like blew up for some reason. Like, this one had like ended up getting, I think it was like twenty five hundred views or something. Yeah, it was twenty five hundred views. For some reason, it got into the mix. But I just think it's like there. There's like these arguments that they're having with themselves and. Um, I'll see comments on videos of, of me talking with my dad like years later and then it's just it's just so weird to see because I'm, I'm so disconnected with that like whole cause and um, yeah but it's just kind of funny to just just see that so I thought
0: that was a fun little share to have yeah so I mean I don't even know how to end this episode now <laughs> literally I my brain, like trying to comprehend the purpose of these comments, I just can't think anymore. Like, it's, I don't, I'm, I can't put two and two together.
1: Uh, same. And I'm with you on that. I think a good way to end a good, like, little conversation to just top it off is just a quick little, just a little thing. I want to say that Sasha Colby,
0: oh my God. I feel like, so I have watched every season of Drag Race, and I feel like you you have watched before, but this season I was kind of like forcing you to watch it. <laughs> Everyone was talking about, it. yeah. yeah. So I'm really bad at that, was, but especially with
1: Drag Race, for some reason, it's like I never know where to find it. They're like they move it everywhere. It was on like Paramount at a certain point. They do
0: move it very often, yeah. But um, yeah. Yeah, we were talking about how we wanted to do like a segment where we just kind of quickly. I mean, we've done an entire episode on The Circle, people like we love to talk about our TV shows. So I thought that would be fun. But the season's almost over. So maybe next season. But Sasha Colby. Honestly, this everybody that's left besides Miss Lucy. But
1: see, I'm a Latina. I, I support her but she doesn't do Selena justice, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's funny. But, yeah, literally everyone, I think, has really deserved their spot in that final, and I, I love it. I love, I, I, I'm having such a fun time watching. So, um, Sasha Colby, though,
0: I love. She better I have. I don't want to talk too fa- too long about this and ramble, but I feel like people are be- some people are becoming Sasha haters because like she's doing so well, but they just have to find a reason to like hate on her because like I get the other queens like they don't deserve to be overshadowed by her because they are also very talented, but you don't understand the gravity of Miss Sasha Colby like she is a living icon like. She's being treated as though she's on another level because she truly is on another level. And that's just the reality of it.
1: Every So I think because it's reality TV, it's really easy to edit the way that the other queens look and like with camera angles, you know, music and everything. It's really easy to like make it seem like everyone is at an equal level. But if you just like look at every look indiv- individually and every performance individually, Sasha has like this like, this like flawless, like she is, she is untouchable. There's a polish to her that like, you can tell she's seasoned that anytime she comes out, I feel the same way as when Rue comes out, like walks, like it's that same like energy of like, she has her shit put together. She's a true like, like queen and like just unbelievable. I love it so much. Honestly, I don't even know why she's on this show. She's just so good, but I'm happy because I love her. I but,
0: agree. I feel like she could have been on season one and ate the girls up.
1: Yeah, period. Literally. So she comes from a f- yeah. she comes from a famous house, right? The house of Colby. I see I'm I don't know that much. You have to you have to educate me. You have to go back and yeah. watch.
0: You have to watch the last season. The last season has like six trans queens on it. Oh. And period. her daughter, Carrie Colby, was on the season.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you should watch the last season too. So also okay. The last season's winner was like a trans slash non binary winner and then the season before that was All Stars and another trans woman one. So we're so just kind of life. really so spoiling it for me. Oh. Um well there's I told you there's six trans. So like okay, okay. you have to okay. pick one. Which one do you think's gonna win? Alright,
1: got it. But yeah. So I wanna do this in, in the future. So um I need to the next season I wanna watch with you and then like have like a quick like 15 minute rundown of like what happened what our thoughts yeah. are because I, I think it'd be good but I just we'll want to say that. I love Sasha she's probably not gonna win because everyone everyone thinks it's too predictable
0: but I mean I, I think she's gonna win to be honest
1: I, I want it so bad but we'll see uh anyways I guess with that being said it's a good way to sum up this episode end it I'm I'm happy that we're able to talk and and have some fun conversations that.
0: Yeah, thank you, everyone, to for listening to us ramble again for another hour. Um, actually, I think we did touch upon everything that we were supposed to. So we were actually time. very like we we really did. We did what we were supposed to do. I literally don't Which think we missed a bullet. Like no, we, we did not We always we told always along from.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everyone. Um, you can follow us everywhere. Uh, hopefully, you know, oh, I guess we'll, you're not going on the cruise for another three weeks. I was going to say, hopefully your boat
0: doesn't sink. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah. my um, we can do an episode while I'm in the ocean, while I'm there in the Pacific. Yeah, I,
1: I, I would love that. Do they have Wi-Fi on those boats?
0: There is, but apparently it sucks. So I you get a disconnect,
1: like a, a little time to just disconnect.
0: Oh, yeah. I might not even come back. $600. Thanks, girl. I might be dead by the time I come back. I will end up,
1: like, fucking what's her name just floating down the ocean. I'm literally
0: going to be Tanya. Up. Like, I'm going to fall over that side of the boat. <laughs> the gays are trying to kill yeah, me. Okay. Literally.
1: Well, okay. Th- thanks for watching. <laughs> Follow us everywhere.
0: Bye. Bye.